Welcome to Extra Points. Now here's your host, Cousin Sal, and his pal, Dave Damashek. All right, welcome to the Extra Points Podcast. Cousin Sal coming to you with my dear, dear, really, really wound up friend, Dave Damashek, heel producer, Jim Cunningham, babyface, Joel Solomon also producing this. And Dave is, Dave is, uh, is out of his mind already. We have game six. Yes, I am. I didn't realize. No, I thought you were talking about Miles Teller used to date Shailene Woodley. And well, that's now what she, you said. Now yeah. they're on a double date in Hawaii with her new boyfriend, what, whose name is Aaron Rodgers. Soon I think they Denver used to Bronco. date. I don't know what that kind of behavior is it's, this. It, well, that's not what you're upset about. I don't know what <laughs> you switch gears on me right there. But Penguins right there. Game six what? is going to be fun. I'm going to talk about it in a second. It, this is what Wednesday. What a roller coaster betting night for me, Dave. You bet your ass night. it's Wednesday. You know what it is? It's <laughs> oh, a great no. getting up day for the fraudulent New York Islander. I can't take Today this for an day, hour. Sally. I don't know. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, well, I don't, you know what, take, you know what, that's exactly what the New York Islanders are going to be saying to themselves <laughs> about two minutes into the contest this evening up on Long Island. I can't take 60 minutes worth of this stuff. Too mm. bad, New York Islanders. You did it to yourself. You had to play <laughs> your skill-free junk and the, and the league signed off on it after the Winnipeg Jets dispatch the new face of the game, Connor McDavid. Great stuff, Gary Batman. How it is that you came up at the knee of David Stern <laughs> in the NBA, who liberated the NBA stars, understood that that's what was going to elevate the game, was to let Bird v. Magic v. Magic v. Bird. I don't know what your Michael complaint Jordan. is here. I don't know what your complaint is here. The hockey regular season what is the greatest. Is the, regular season's the greatest thing anyone's seen. The playoffs are even better. Why are you complaining? What What did the commissioner do wrong? Why and why are we leading with the fifteenth uh, biggest story? Is is another question. You know, what, let's just so go lead to the with end. what you want to, bub. <laughs> go talk about what you want. Oh I just God. know. All right, this I'm is Joel and Jim. Joel and Jim, what and were your my favorite head will join and least you. favorite points of the podcast? Heart, Let's just end it here. here we my go. heart is up on the <laughs> island already. I had no idea Miles Teller used to date Shailene Woodley. Uh, that was a great That's point right. by Dave, and my ears are <laughs> I have to my ears are bleeding right now. Maybe it's not true with Miles Teller. Let's uh let's start <laughs> over. Can we Kate, can we bring it down to I a, hope a mild not, roar? Can we just figure out a way to to, to would discuss. you ever? Yes, go ahead. Would you go on a vacation on a double date with an ex girlfriend of yours? No. I just can't imagine that. No, I, can't I don't do understand it. people who behave like that. We have a friend. Hey, let me set you I'll up. I would set our, up our my friend ex. Daniel like, just like va- 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 just these crazy vacations with his ex wife and her new husband and everything. And that that's uh, I don't, I, don't know. I, I just I can't I can't take it. I'll tell you what else I can't take, and I want to discuss this. So just keep quiet for one second. This roller coaster night I had betting wise. Tuesday night. First of all, I take the rock. I bet against my own team. And I know you hate that, uh, Sheck, but I take the Rockies over tisk, one tisk. and a half runs. Well, I took the Rockies over one and a half runs. I'm not saying they're going to beat the Mets, but I think they're going to score two runs against Jacob DeGrom, who hasn't pitched in 16 days. I think he's going to go. My reasoning is he's going to go six innings. The bullpen will allow a run. He'll allow a run and they'll get there too. And maybe the Mets will get four. Um, they score a run with one out in the second inning, the Rockies, and then don't score again. And DeGrom doesn't even go six. He goes five. So I lose that. 
Then we do the race to 10, which is the most exciting five to 15 minutes in sports. Now, we have to get you involved in this basketball. Once the Pens are eliminated tonight, you'll love this. You'll join me in the trifecta. We pick a team. We picked Phoenix over the Lakers to score the first 10 points. Who cares what happens the rest of the game? It's 8-8. LeBron has the ball dribbling up the court. We have Phoenix. It didn't get more exciting than that. They miss. Suns go the other way. 10-8. We win. We're going crazy. I'm excited. And then I have Devin Booker under it's 28 awesome. and a half. Yes. Oh, it's so much fun. You got it. You're going to join us Ooh. next week. I'm telling you. Devin Booker under 28 and a half. He went nuts on the Lakers game one. So I'm like, yeah, he's going to calm down a little. You know, in the regular season, he didn't do so well against them. He has 21 with a minute eight left. He got, and it's not one of those things I've lost when the guy, uh, you'll have 21, the game will go to double overtime. You lose. All right. That happens. That sucks. 21 with a minute eight left. They're down between six and eight points. The Suns. He goes to the line 10 effing times in the last minute and ends up with 31. I'm shaking when I go to bed. My wife's like, what's wrong? You won the first to 10, the race to 10. I was like, yeah, but I had 37 other bets out there. And uh, that's it. You could just never be happy as a sports gambler, Dave. I know you I know you lost that one, but you know, I will say, yeah, it is mm-hmm. at least in broad strokes. The West is is fun, and now we're starting to see some light on the eastern side of things. Yeah. Bring me, Sal, bring me the Nets and the Bucks and the Bucks and the Nets. What a series this figures to be, right? I mean, this is gonna be, That'll be this good. is gonna be gay stuff. The 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 Bucks oh. have What's interesting yeah. is they're they are a sub playoff team level bad defensively, and yet they have the biggest uh, among all the East teams, the biggest uh, margin of victory uh, per game, going up sure. against the Nets, who are um, I don't know what the comparison is beyond the one I always make about Neo just getting smarter and smarter, downloading more and more stuff so he gets more and more invincible as uh, the Matrix mm. goes by. I think, it, or maybe the the it, it's sort of like the old thing about an ace pitcher on the hump. Like you better get them in the first inning because if you let him warm up, you're doomed. Right. I feel like that's what the Nets are. Like you better get them now, and I think we've already missed it now. Now the Nets have warmed up. They're so I, now listen. Tatum goes down during the game, and they're already down. Jail. So what, I don't know how much we can read into this, but the big picture is, I you know, Bucks and uh, is. Bucks are fun. Sixers are are gonna lay waste, I suspect, tonight again to the Wizards. But um, what, what are we? Uh, yeah, the I Nets mean, are going I, right. I, I I just said I I think so. This was I was not gonna read too much into this series because I think Boston was kind of even lucky to make the playoffs the way they played towards the end. They beat the they beat the Hornets to get in, so that mm-hmm. was their that was the highlight of the month for them. But they cruised one thirty one oh eight over Boston. And for God's sakes, like you said about the three-headed monster, but if Joe Harris has 25 points a game, Tatum and Walker had 26 combined. Joe Harris had 25, right? You don't have a shot. They should have lost by 40 with those numbers. Uh, They cover the nine. It goes over. Again, I don't want to read into it, except that this was kind of like an easy series for Brooklyn, the big three, to get reacquainted with with each other, right? Like this, that's that's what it is. That's It's kind of a a warm-up thing for them. Um. On the other side, you brought up the West. Big win for the Lakers, 109-102. Back in it, LeBron and uh, AD. AD coming off a terrible performance. Unselfish, even though they combined for 57. I think they had seven assists each, which is the first time that's happened. And, you know, Chris Paul just can't play 22 minutes. And as it is, that Lakers, now the Lakers are minus 325 to take that series. 
You need one of the LA teams to advance there, and you need you basically need the Lakers, right, for basketball. Uh, yeah, and also the it's funny as we get away from that game uh, by twelve hours or so. It's funny that there isn't more focus on the obvious thing, which is Chris Paul's shoulder. I mean, that the, the, do do the right. Suns win that game if Chris Paul is a hundred percent? Maybe uh, you know the the. It's going to swing. Yeah. Talk about what if in sports, we may look back in five years or 25 years or whatever and say, um, man, Chris, if the Lakers go on a deep run here, I think they would have gotten eliminated by a, a, a Suns team with healthy Chris Paul. But as it is, I do think the Lakers are going to be able to advance here. And in this toss up that all of a sudden the Western Conference is the, the uh, again, like I said about the Nets. It's a funny thing, the chemistry of NBA teams, these professional teams, but the more you let LeBron run out there with AD and Drummond, I think they're going to be formidable in their own way, in an old school way um, with that front line. So, yeah, I think they're I, I, they're not, they don't seem like world beaters necessarily, and yet they remain my pick to survive the West, especially with the Clippers doing what they're I doing. I know, they just, uh, I, I just wish you knew when they were going to turn it on, because when they do, they play defense and no one can get to the rim, and I, I, it helps when Chris Paul isn't bringing the ball up the court. I, uh, he didn't play a lot in the fourth quarter, but I think Lakers in six, you get it at plus 180 on Fandle. That's my pick right now. Now the Clippers, they're in trouble. They're down 0-2, and Luka is just crushing them. He had 39 yesterday. Now, let's not forget, because I'm not going to let you forget. They tanked that three seed to avoid the Lakers. And in avoiding the Lakers, they got Luka, who not only 39 yesterday, had a great game one. In the last postseason, he had 43, 42, and 38. And this is the team they chose to go against in the first round. I mean, Dallas had 18 threes. That's a ton. But I think it's over for the Clippers in this series. Not, not as a franchise, but I think as it's over and the Mavs for the series now is minus 290. FanDuel agrees with me. I don't know how many times I have to say it. There have been at least 12 or 15 years worth of like where we thought Elton Brand is is going to Baron Dan. No, no, that's not going to happen. He went to Philadelphia. Oh, Chris Paul and come. Oh, Darius Miles and and, and Q Richardson. We've had a we've had these fits and starts, and then it was uh, Kawhi and Paul George were going to fix it, and apparently that's still not fixed. Clearly, we are not solving the root of the problem. They continue to call themselves Los Angeles in <laughs> the Los Angeles Lakers backyard. They must become the Hollywood something or others, and that's the only way to wash off the stink of the mistake they made by going with. You LA think this Clippers. is the problem? Um, yeah. And I, I mean, I clearly, I'm. You can try and come up with other excuses, but this is a a, a consistent one, Sal. So turn your nose up at, at it all you want. And the other thing. <laughs> well, it, no, I'm it just thinking it's like it. tied in the fourth quarter, and then and then all of a sudden it sets in. It's like shit. We don't have an identity in our own town. Precisely. Precisely. Yeah. Uh, no, Kawhi it, It's hard to blame him. And I don't know. Well, Paul, Paul George, George says, no worry. I like when players do that. No, we have no. No, we're not worried. No, no, no. Yeah, that was dumb. Concerned. Like none. You don't have to be concerned. You're down. You just lost two games at home. Now you're going there. It'll turn. I've around. said this on various uh, podcasts, but the, his big concern is that the play, the nickname he's given himself playoff P. Is that terrible? Playoff P. <laughs> That's a bad, a bad we're coming from Mr. October and Mr. Clutch and all. I'm going to call myself playoff P playoff and not P, P. not like urine yeah. P like, oh man, yeah, he'll be out in a minute. He's, he's got playoff P to deal with on his jersey <laughs> and his, and his trousers. <laughs> My God. 
<laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, there's yeah, it's confusing. Yeah, what he should wear number one in that case if he's uh, playoff peak. Right. Um, <laughs> the um, I I I think the thing that it points to Sal as well is think of the intrigue that was added by the Clippers choosing essentially to play mm-hmm. the Mavs here. Right. This gives credence to my idea, doesn't it? That if you pick your foe, that the team that is the lower seed is PO'd about this. They're I like their it. playoff yeah. PO'd. Right. They're playoff PO'd. Oh, interesting. See? Yeah, that could be it. They didn't like the playoff P and company picked them. Can you imagine if the Mavs sweep this team? It's really, really messed up that the Clippers, you don't. Uh, I'm trying to think. Like when I was a wrestler, when I got started, you could, if you survive the first period you would you could they ask you okay do you want up or down they you want up or down you want to start in the up position or down position or you could defer and oftentimes i would defer and then i wouldn't even get to see the third period i'd get pinned in the second period this was like my first year wrestling so that's kind of what the clippers are doing like all right we're gonna defer right we're we're bowing out of that like oh guess Mm -hmm. what you don't even get to see the lakers sorry i just brought bad bad really bad memories of myself but anyway uh (laughs) <laughs> I feel like a big I think a big factor is Porzingis is um yeah. is perhaps maybe it's hyperbolic He's the playoff P right the now. The X factor of the yeah. West. Mhm. Yeah, well, kind of. If if you know, if he is, you know, if he is a legit consistent contributor for that Mavs team, I mean they're like we say with all the all the issues that every other team mm-hmm. in these West playoffs now has. Like, is it crazy to think that uh, with 77 playing the way he is, that maybe they can get to at least the conference finals? Why not? I mean, he's been great. Knicks fans don't want to hear it, but Tim Hardaway Jr. has been good too. 28 points, six for eight from three yesterday. Porzingis, three for four from three, uh, eight for 12 from the field. This is a fun team to watch. And uh, I don't know. Mark Cuban is delighting in every minute of this. This is pretty good. Now, on the East Coast, I, I, I feel, listen, it's great for basketball. The Knicks advance. All that stuff would be great. You got Spike Lee. You got uh, Tracy Morgan. You got our friend Jerry Ferraro, who's is, he's really he's been kidnapped and confined to Ohio, so he can't use his front row seats. But anyway, the Knicks. Home against Atlanta. Not a must win, Dave, but for God's sakes, you don't want to go down 2-0 with this young team and go to Atlanta. They're only a two-point favorite, which makes me think uh, Atlanta's winning this game. Aren't they? They're making it too easy for the better to take the Knicks, who a, a, a very big game right here to cover two. Explain it to me, Sal. Listen, yeah. pull back the curtain. I've been uh, atrocious with my with my bets in the. I mean, at least for a fortnight now. Yeah, I can't get uh, much anything right. When when the Knickerbockers in this spot specifically, exciting mm-hmm. everybody waxing romantic about the garden being filled back up finally, and the world is right in basketball and all of that, and then they lose a heartbreaker there. How does how do the bookmakers react then to that? Like how how because you want to attract all the NYC gamblers, yeah, right. And so, what would that line be if it was like you know I I don't know what what if it was um uh 
you know, middle of the country, Chicago Bulls game or whatever, the you know, yeah. it's the Mavericks well, instead of it being the Knickerbockers. How much has the line moved as a result of it being New York? It's supposed team? to go up one and a half points, one to one and a half points. If the home team loses game one, they, it's a must, not a must win, but they factor that in. So you add one and a half to the spread. They were given one and a half in game one or two points. It remained at two. So this is a this is weird to me. And plus the factor of what you're saying, oh, the East Coast bias. Everyone loves the Knicks. Everyone wants the Knicks to advance. The casual better is going to put money on the Knicks to even up the series. And yet the, the game hasn't moved. And that, that means the sharp players are all over the Hawks. And it scares the crap out of me if uh, if I'm picking the Knicks. I mean, maybe they win by one. Maybe that's how the betters get screwed. I'm not sure how this this turns out, but um, I think I'm going Atlanta. Mayor de Blasio. I'm going now. Hawks. You're going Hawks too, right? Yeah. Did you see what de Blasio did? I did. It was great. Yeah. I mean, well, it wasn't great. It was uh, it was sort of annoying. But I listen, I kind of I, <laughs> I like when a mayor gets into it beyond the dumb mayor v mayor bet. I hate right. the like, hey, New York City's playing Boston. I'll bet you some Manhattan clam chowder and you yeah. bet some New England clam chowder. We'll have to pay. Hey, how about instead do uh city budget five hundred million dollars? Well, that's good. like do that. The that's whole smart. city would be hanging on the edge of its collective seat if there were something like that going on. Like, yeah, you know, we have to give a hundred of our city's buses to the other city if we lose this. Something well, like yeah, that. that's pretty States. good. Or just your public transportation system gets shut down for a day. Like, oh my God, can you imagine everybody? <laughs> like, how the hell am I going to get to work? How am I going to do it? You better make these damn this free would make throws, it so Julius much Randall. More fun. <laughs> that would be a good way to do it. We but need real bets. <laughs> We need stakes bets. Yes. <laughs> the Blasio says Trey Young had better stop hunting for foul. I'm all for the, uh, all right, we'll bet your ribs and you bet us corned beef sandwich. But when he starts calling out other players, Trey Young had better stop hunting for fouls. And then even New York residents are like, oh, shut the hell up. Like, what? you can't even get your own people to uh, support you in this. But um, so that's a, a fun series, uh, even without the mayor's involvement there. It's a confusing time, as we've talked about. It's I, I just don't know what the, the Nets are obviously better, but nobody cares about them because everybody in in your neck of the woods from where or from where you and Eddie Spaghetti hail, everybody is watching the four seed Knickerbockers instead of the prohibitive yeah. favorite to um, take the whole conference there. I do think um, uh, with, with that Hawks game, I was thinking about it. I said to Eddie Spaghetti on minus three about it, and I say it to you now. I feel like when you waste a game like Alec Burks delivered for them in game one, when you mm -hmm. get this surprise performance um, to make the to make your overall team performance um, higher than expected, you better win that game. It's almost like um, what was the Adam Sandler gambling movie like when when Kevin Garnett performs, uh, delivers an acting performance like that. Then you better uh, then the, then the movie is elevated by that. It's a surprise performance, you see. Right. Um, Alec Burks, they they didn't cash in on that one. I think some thumbs down, right? Do you, you understand the the comparison there? It feels wasted to me. That like who could have possibly seen this coming and we still didn't win? Crap. I know. I, well, that's the thing, you know, spaghetti. I talked to all these New York fans, everybody. Well, it's gravy now. We just wanted to make the playoffs. Like, no way. This is a disappointment if you get swept by the Hawks and the disappointment, you know, obvious disappointment, but beyond your expectations as well. So, by the way, I'm listening to you pronounce the word mayor and you're saying mayor, 
which is fine. I don't even care about that. But uh, have you been watching Mayor of Eastwood? I uh, no, we we set the DVR. We've been we uh, all the buzz um, is strong. And so we're going okay. to begin on that one. We're wrapping well, up the good place right now. Very oh, yeah. I heard nice things about that, too, uh, because Mayor, uh, it's funny, Mayor of Eastwood, Rachel Bonetta, my co-host on Fox Bet Live. She's like, is Damashek watching Mayor of Eastwood? I was like, I don't think so. I don't know. She's like, oh, you, because everybody talks in his ridiculous accent there. She's like, uh, she's like, I laughed through the whole thing. And I was like, yeah, that's a, oh, I'm saying Eastwood. It's East Town. You're right. Jim Cunningham <laughs> pronounced uh, it's, it's Mayor of East Town. Yes. Uh, yeah. Everyone does speak in their, your crazy accent, whatever that is. She's a Canuck. Who is she to say anything? But by the way, isn't it also Philadelphia, not Pittsburgh? It's a um, very different. Accents. No, it's uh, what do they talk about? It's Harrisburg. It's what do they talk about? Who else oh, watches okay. it? Yeah, it's right in the middle. Of uh, I don't have any idea. I don't know. It's it's not either. But but there is a there is a hint of uh, Damashekian accent in there. You don't watch the good place. The, the good place is um, with your uh, your friend there. What's her name? Uh, Kristen, um, Kristen Bell. Yeah, no, I don't want, know. Wait, that's what the Bell. Isn't that like uh, that's a network uh, drama? Who watches it network was on dramas? NBC, I believe. Yeah, nah, no, no, I gave it's up. Good. On you network. should go back I'm and lost. watch it. It's terrific. Is it? All right. I like Kristen. Oh, you'll Bell. love it. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Wasn't she a PA or something on the man show? No, or no, no, what no. Did, she, what was her affiliation? She dated a PA. She dated a PA. The guy, what's his name? The, right, uh, what do we what call him? The good-looking PA. What do we call? Uh, they, you they loved him because he was so handsome. You thought he was so handsome. It's great. He was very handsome. And then I ended up uh, looking at their house. I was look. Uh, she had her house up for sale, and we went house hunting, and we looked, and they were all over the refrigerator. I was like, "Oh That's wow, right. this is Kristen Bell and the good-looking PA's um, uh, house. This is fun." But we didn't buy it. Uh, too much money. But uh, Philly home for Washington Sixers eight and a half over unders two thirty. This is my dumb bet of the week or the first round. I like Washington in seven, and I like them tonight, obviously, if I like them in seven, uh, plus the eight and a half. And then Memphis at Utah, we got Mitchell playing Utah nine and 219. I think this is a blowout, but for God's sakes, this Memphis team who's dead to rights <laughs> against Golden State, and now they're, they're facing potentially uh, up to nothing going back to Memphis. Uh, so lots of fun playoff action. We'll get to your sport in a second, Dave, but let's give Fandle some love here. Yes, yes, yes. NBA playoffs are here. You'll be in hoops heaven, betting all the action on Fandle Sportsbook. So many exciting matchups. Fandle's taking that excitement to another level because new and existing users, all customers can bet risk-free throughout the playoffs. Once you have a Fandle Sportsbook account, you can bet a same game parlay risk-free every week means you combine multiple bets for an even bigger win. And if you don't win, you get up to $10 back. All right, that's great. But then there's also a thing where new users get up to $1,000 back if your first bet doesn't win. I try to run the math on this and it doesn't make any sense to me. Like the Miles Teller thing and the double dating. Really, that just doesn't all add up. But mm -hmm. sign mm -hmm. up with promo code extra points to bet the NBA playoffs risk-free. Let me give you an example of the same game parlay. And this is what I'm going. Now, Dave, you lost... It was you were headed towards a win there. We had you had the Bucks under a big number, and they were up I by know. like uh, seventy five points in third quarter. Like, all right, everyone's going to sit. The possessions will be longer. You'll hit the under, and then they ended up scoring like two forty in that game. So you lost. I think I won my last one. I had Giannis to score twenty five. Miraculously, he stayed in long enough, and the Bucks to win. I'm going to do something similar here with the Jazz. 
Very, very big game here. I'm going to adjust their spread to minus 13 and a half. And I'm going to say Donovan Mitchell, who was pissed that he had to sit. He was forced to sit in game one. He will score 20 or more points. Uh, that pays plus 212, that parlay. Jazz minus 13 and a half adjusted. Mitchell to score 20 plus, plus 212. Go ahead. Give us your pick. Now, you're very cold. So I worry about you uh, dipping into icy waters here. But let's see what you do. Sal, <laughs> it's been a, a really, really tough. And you can laugh about it. And everybody can act all cool and tell me to grow up. But I'm a sports fan. Yeah. Uh, sports fan through and through. When the lights first went on in uh, in young Dave Damashek's uh, brain and he absorbed the world, <laughs> he took to black and gold even over red, white, and blue. So mm -hmm. I don't like I've said it before. I'm going to say it to you again. I don't care if you're black or white. I just care if you're black and gold. And these New York Islanders, <laughs> with their skill-free garbage hockey and no business whatsoever even sharing the ice surface with one of the five greatest to ever lace them up and the rest of his pals coming up from the banks of the three rivers, Sidney Crosby, Gino Malkin, overwhelming speed and skill. It's time to make things right. I am rolling with the Pittsburgh Penguins or shame the devil. Take it, New York Islanders and your four bum cups when nobody cared about the game of puck since then, since your last cup, Mario Lemieux and Sidney Crosby have done this five times with the Stanley Cup, and tonight they leave the ice doing this. Sidney Crosby, the captain with a goal at plus 240. Well, you know what? I'm going to give him plus 240, a power play point. Let's go with that. And the Pittsburgh Penguins not only win... I'm laying the goal and a half at plus 255. They get an empty netter to cinch wow. it and send it back for a gigantic game seven back in Pittsburgh. Let's go, Pens. Oh, Screw man. you, Islanders. I you're hate to dumb, say this. Dumb. What kind of name is Islanders? You're gonna hate this, but your your Zoom thing was bouncing in and out. Can you can you do that again? No. <laughs> All right, so what is the bet here? You're going the Islanders minus, are you going the Pens minus a puck and a half here? Here's our That's I'm your doing. pick. That's right. You're All goddamn right. right I am. All yeah, right. that's right. Here's that's yes my pick. No. I'm just trying it. to get it. What, I got, how many I times I got to tell it to you? Go ahead. Uh, all right, Mikey, do you Listen, have a rebuttal? Mikey Meatball's biggest uh, Yeah, let me just say something. Do you, no, you, do you know <laughs> I've walked, uh, since since that game, I've, uh, I, 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 I pounded the floor, but good. Yeah. I, well, that sounded bad. With my feet, I mean. Right. I walk to and fro, and I, 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 it's pathetic, but it's absolutely true. I woke up at three in the morning, just, just in a fit of, of, of frustration and, and sorrow that the Penguins just so thoroughly dominated mm -hmm. game five and yet still lost. I walked, I asked all the big questions about life and everything else, and I was ready to turn my back. And then I realized, shame the devil, I'm not going to do it now. Not after what's been a glorious regular season for Puck, for the Pittsburgh Penguins. Count me in. One more go around, 60 minutes, mm. and then we'll, right. then, then we'll see. Check in with me afterwards. Now, Mikey Meatballs, go. I have to suggest, Mikey Meatballs, do you have anything to say? Now, Mikey Meatballs has done very well keeping quiet on this series. He's very superstitious. Meatballs, you want to jump in here with a final score? Game six? 
No comment. No comment for game six. <laughs> I love it. It's working. How about we go to Spaghetti, though? <laughs> Spaghetti, who he nailed the game. He said the Islanders would win game five and that there would be five goals scored. Now, he said they'd win five nothing, but the Islanders won and there were five goals scored, uh, three, two and uh, several overtimes. Spaghetti, give us a pick here. All right, I'm not going to go crazy again with five nothing. That's it's just too much. It's, it's yeah. too much in the line of this game. Obviously, Pens, you know, uh, they, they need to really win this one. So I'm going to go with the respectable four nothing score, and the Pens get booed <laughs> off the ice. That's 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 going to be tonight's game. <laughs> Pens, Eddie Spaghetti's uh, analysis on this one. So this is it. Our our hockey talkers on minus three one. <laughs> now this is an audio podcast. All right, one says no comment. Yeah. The, uh, no comment on an audio <laughs> podcast. That so that's great. And then the other guy says, "Hey, in in an elimination game for the Penguins, hey, the Penguins really need to win this one." Uh, I mean, right. great stuff. It's keen analysis. <laughs> listen to what I'm telling score is numbers. I, I gave a number. Islanders four nothing. I didn't give it. I can yeah. give half hour analysis, listen. but you guys are going to lose. Worry, wow. Worry about worry about Julius Randle. Okay, that's what that's where your focus should be right now. Yeah, and deflection. also you should. I'm going to say it's a good game. Well, I think it's a good game. Okay. I think the Isles go up 2-1 with a minute 40 left, and they end up winning 5-1. You're going to pull Ooh. a goalie. Yes, they win 5-1. Lots of empty net goals uh, to follow. And by the way, Dave, I've got a lot of feedback as to people are asking me, is Dave even a real fan? He went to the aquarium. He went to see the penguin exhibit <laughs> during the game. It's not really laughable, though. When 63 out of your last 65 tweets we're about the Penguins, and then you choose to watch it on delay because of children. Um, first of all, I think you should call that aquarium and ha- because they're 0-2 since you visited that Penguin. You should get it removed or do what you can to get it removed. But no, you don't see any correlation. <laughs> or worse, ma- yes. maybe more extreme measures are exactly. warranted here. Is yeah, that yeah. What you- <laughs> Who's going to miss that Penguin? Hey, really? organizations, yeah. the Penguins organization – um, if they lose tonight, they're they're sure gonna part ways with uh, some That's penguins it. who didn't who weren't up to snuff. Maybe the aquarium needs to do the same thing. And I think you know what I mean. Well, what do you say um, to those people listen, who uh, I, question your fandom? It, it is interesting that you're willing to let millions of of penguins fans, lesser fans, see the result before you. And it's like you're not overseas. You're not I, fighting a war in Afghanistan or anything. You have access to the game. No, I hear you. Listen, Sal, I wear a lot of hats. Fan. That's true. Uh, podcaster but the most important hat i wear is that of father <laughs> we went to the aquarium what was i gonna do we went to the aquarium and by the way if you think that i somehow poxed the penguins by doing this the preceding game which was an exhilarating penguins victory yeah i uh, also watched on delay because i had to take the kids to swim class what so are, there what you go on? so 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 i'm one in one watching the penguins uh, playoff run here on delay. The I'm not saying it's a jinx. Barzell, I just worry like how you how you uh, justify like that or how you're it, able to do it horrible. in your head. Yeah. The thing I'll say about it, I mean, <laughs> the the obvious benefit is is I don't have to listen to the pap that goes on in the intermissions. I, I right. wow, great insight, uh, former player. Hey, this goaltender came to play based purely on whether or not goals were scored. Like it's a that the analysis is. Um, so reactionary, specific to what the score is. Like the goalie's playing great. Like even if he hasn't seen any shots, 
because his team is in the lead. It's a, it, it's the most. I can't wait to hear uh, the great one lay it down on TNT next year. Oh, yeah, he's coming back. Oh, uh, that that's an extra dig uh, at you, right? Gretzky's <laughs> done with the Oilers and now in the booth at TNT. Uh, no, it's a dig at TNT. Games. It's a dig at TNT is what it's a dig at. Well, nah. Why would you do that? It's anyway, going to be fun. Well, did they not great, see Jerry Rice? He's the Rice greatest and, hockey player of all time. Why wouldn't you have him in there? Well, I don't know. They put Jerry Rice and uh, Emmett Smith on camera, too. You see how those went? You see yeah. uh, when they put uh, Joe Montana on camera? Just because you did well in your sport doesn't mean that you should have a camera pointed at you. That's true. Lynn Swan survived on the sideline for many years somehow. But, yeah, I get it. The juice was terrific. There's no question. There have been some. Uh, there's been uh, a range of success with ex players. Barzell, though, plus three ten, a power play point. I think that's a really juicy bet. As a matter of fact, uh, meatballs, right? Barzell is coming on the last couple of games. The power play starting to work for the Islanders just a little bit. And when the power play does work for the Islanders, Barzell is almost certainly involved in it. I think that's a, a really good yeah. bet there. That, um, what if do you, you think, If you meatballs? go through all the you player could, props available you could, on, fa on FanDuel, I like both those. You could analyze that. You're allowed. I, I don't think it's jinxing it if you speak there about, about the Barzell's power play point. I'm also not going to comment on that. <laughs> I mean, what the hell? I mean, I, let me tell you something. The Penguins' fifth best forward is Kasperi Kapanen, and he's outplayed uh, your best in Matthew Barzell, and yet somehow we're still looking up at you in the in the in the in the series. That makes, makes no well, it makes sense. sense. What is Sid, right how many points does Sid Crosby have? Your star, I think that's right. Don't does he worry, have two? what he has. Well, that that's why it's even. What, uh, yes, you keep he, saying this team has no skills. He, it's like it's like a. LeBron losing to our friend Harry in one on one. It's like, what goes on? This guy has no skills. It's like, okay, why are you losing 11 6? Like, what if it just start playing your game if, if skills matter in this? It's the depth of the, it's the depth of talent that the <clears throat> Penguins have that should be winning out. It just isn't. It's making me sick. This is what happens to hockey. What, so I, Ovechkin's I gone. It. Connor McDavid's gone. Ovechkin's gone. And now Sid Crosby. And then you get that. Those are three. I don't know. Am I missing? Aren't those three of the top five stars in, uh, in hockey, top top four. You I got don't know. it. You got you got it right. You got it wow. right. Yep, it's terrible. It's not good. It's not good. Somebody step in. I don't care if you have to rig it. It's not good for the sport for the <laughs> Islanders. <laughs> a, a, a Stanley Cup final between the Islanders and uh, Winnipeg Jets. The Islanders will be exciting. I'm sorry. You'll get a nice uh, you'll get a nice crowd and everything else. There's history and everything else. I know what you're saying. You don't want Carolina and Winnipeg in the finals, but that's. That's your example of shoots. All right, now you can take shots at me because we'll move on to the NFL. And the Cowboys gave okay. Jalen Smith. Ooh. Now, Spaghetti has thoughts on this too. He's number 54, and he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll combine the five and the four, and I'll take Tony Romo's nine. And that's what he did. And the Cowboys, I was very upset by this. And then I thought about it. And Randy White was 54, and they gave Jalen Smith 54, right? The, the Cowboys are very weird with the jerseys. Mm -hmm. Everybody's worn number 88. It could have stopped with Drew Pearson, the Hall of Famer now, but no. Went to Michael Irvin, also Hall of Famer. Des Bryant, he's going to be on the outside looking in for Hall of Fame, and who knows with C.D. Lamb now at 88. So they're very upset. I reached out. Romo's, Romo's like, oh, how could they do this? I almost did great things for this franchise, which I thought was a funny line. But uh, I'm, I'm still upset by the numbers. Why? Why? There's a lot of numbers, right? Why do they have to do this? And now this is the problem with the linebackers being able to wear double zero and everything else. They're going to take quarterback rate numbers all across the league, right? Like, well, you're going to be mad if the 
if the backup uh, third string tackle for the Steelers takes Bradshaw and, and all those numbers, right? It's just going to be weird. It's weirder than well the, pe- uh, the the Penguins. The yes, the, no, not the, Ring the Penguins. Of Honor, we don't have least, to talk about uh, the Penguins here. Yeah, go ahead. I know the Penguins. I don't know that they came out of. I was where my <laughs> uh, my head was there for a second. I'm sorry, yeah. and 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 frankly, that's where my head's going to remain. All right, um, but I'll address your I'll address your sad issue here. I, I listen. I I do feel for you and for Romo. Um, at least you have a Ring of Honor. When does has Romo ended already or no? He got a. Uh, he did have like a, yeah, didn't he call the game where he was in the Ring of Honor? They celebrated him somehow. I think he's in the Ring of Honor. I it, keep, right? It would be, he has to be. He yeah. has to be in it. There's no yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah. He did. He, I just am wondering ago. if he's already been put into it. Yeah, he okay, called so at least the game, they give him that. Yep. Because I, I guess you have what, 100 available numbers or 101? Yes, if you do, it's double zero. I don't think you can wear zero, but no, I think you, you can wear double zero. You can right. do double zero, but you can't do z- just plain zero, which is a weird thing. Yeah. Um, I like an edge rusher wearing number nine. Um, mm-hmm. I think that will look good on on some guys. Uh, for for Jalen Smith um, in the middle there, I like, um, I, I feel bad for Romo, but. I feel worse for the QBs. Like, why? What if? What if a QB wants to wear instead of wearing number nine or something? What if he wants to wear seventy four? Where? What's? Uh, what if? What if? Um, it all sucks. I don't know, know if it's, it's changed. What and if I Dak can't get Prescott it, was but... like, I I want to be fifty four. I'll take I'll take Jalen's old fifty four. Give me that. Like, nope, you're not allowed. Like, what? Who? What now? I thought we I, I thought we were lawless now. But wait, there's still rules within right. who gets to wear what number. I'm it's surprised weird, you're okay yeah, with would, this. I forget about the Romo thing. I'm surprised you're okay with the number nine edge rushing on this. Like you're all about aesthetics and uniforms. Like the the socks, if they're off a shade of teal, you freak out. But a number nine is going to rush the quarterback. You're going to be okay with this? I don't know. I I, I just think it's it's part. I of the am. Whole I like in college. What I don't like. What I don't like. What I have spoken out against a number of times is I don't like when especially heavy set defensive linemen go single digit. Notre Dame guys do a lot of that crap. Mm. And a lot of, like Stefan Tuitt and who else Eddie Spaghetti is guilty of this. When they're out or even Jerome Bettis, when he was like wearing six, it was an optical illusion. Yeah. Like, you're too fat for that number. I can't properly assess how you're gonna perform in the NFL when you're a, when you're 300 pounds but wearing the number eight. How am I to properly look at you and evaluate what you're going to look like on the pro gridiron? Well, you know? this and spaghetti, you have a problem with the the 54 in the first place for Jalen Smith. The, the, the thing with Romo, I love Romo. It's a dig at Romo. Romo named his kid Jones, for God's sakes. I mean, I know I named my kid Romo, but Romo named his kid Jones after Jerry Jones. And you would think that could buy him like seven years mm-hmm. of keeping his number or eight years, but no, not the case. Um, but I'll and, and Jalen Smith, he's the most aggravating cowboy for me in the parlay kid. We go crazy with the tackles he misses and how he's out of place um three out of five plays. But uh spaghetti, you have a problem with the big Notre Dame fan, him wearing fifty-four in the first place, didn't you? Uh well he well, I had a problem with him wearing nine Notre Dame because I oh, named nine, my kid, right. I right. named my kid Tom Zivikowski, like you guys named after Jones and Romo. So, uh, but then him taking Zivikowski's number, who was one of my <laughs> favorite players ever. But then after watching one game of Jalen Smith and then being like, "Oh, this is why he was a top recruit," I quickly stopped caring about him taking the number nine. But 
you know, he's been frustrating for you guys in the Cowboys, but if he didn't have that devastating knee injury in a useless bowl game, I mean, he would have been a top five pick. Sure. He would have been a real steal. He would have been one of the best linebackers in the NFL. So he wouldn't I'm, have been I'm a Cowboy. Yeah. Turned, <laughs> very true. So I, I hope he does turn around. But, yeah, it is a weird move to go back to these. Uh, Notre Dame definitely does. The Jeremiah Wosukor war number six, and he's going to get drafted. Uh, the guy that got drafted by the Browns. So Notre Dame does do a lot of defensive front seven guys with the single digits. All right. Well, I was very upset for about two and a half hours before I was distracted by losing bets, which upset me even more. But um, I'm a little late with this. But Kenny Main, great job by you. Last um, Sports Center the other night, he interviewed Aaron Rodgers. We had Favre on uh, against all odds yesterday to talk about the fallout of that interview. Uh, FanDuel has odds up, Dave. You want to jump in here? Denver week one I quarterback. Guess, look, I- so the the so the the. The idea is that Denver is going to trade for Aaron Rodgers starting June 1st. That's when they don't take a cap hit, right? The Packers, that's when it makes sense for the Packers to trade Aaron Rodgers, June 1st. So week one, quarterback odds, Drew Locke, plus 145. Teddy Bridgewater, who they picked up in the offseason, also plus 145. Other Rodgers. Other, other Rodgers is yeah, his new name. That's yeah, his, other Rodgers. him a better nickname than A-Rod. That one's already taken anyway. Other <laughs> what were the, uh, were the others on Lost? The others were Lost, right? Other, so that's Aaron Rodgers as mm-hmm. other, plus 220. My God, that's good, really good odds if what everyone thinks is going to happen happens. And then Brett Rippon at 16-1. That'd be fun if it ends up being Brett Rippon. 16-1, where's your money going? I, I'm staying where I started uh, when when was the draft? A month ago already? Whatever it was, I June first. I, I don't think it's gonna um, go on and on. There's no reason at this point to to belabor it. I guess from a PR standpoint, maybe the Packers front office wants to string it out a little bit to show um, you know we're doing our best to try to make this thing work, uh, Packers fans. But I mean, it, it it feels done to me. And um, I wonder what if if you are gleaning anything from all the different conversations. We talked uh, on minus three to Tyler Dunn, who used to be tied in with the Packers as a, as a beat guy there. Um, and he's with us too. I mean, I, everybody I talked to seems to say, think the same thing who has any, who has any insight whatsoever into it is yeah. Aaron Rodgers is a certain kind of fella. He's mad. There's no resolving this. He's got a chip on his shoulder about it. It ain't going away. Denver Bronco, June 1st, or or wow. very soon after, plus 240, you say, or 230? Plus 220. But that's the other thing. If he's on the team, does he start other right Rogers. away? Does he start right away, or they put him, they kind of <laughs> gradually put him in the program? Like, maybe we see him like week 10? No. Now, obviously, yeah. he's a starter. Makes sense. I was wondering what the Packers, what is the the intrigue to me, and minor, obviously, if you're a Packers fan, you're going to be sick in the balls no matter what. But right. what is the right play if you're the Packers? Teddy B to back up Jordan Love, another vet you're sending, or do you want Drew Locke as sort of like a double down on a young guy on his rookie deal still? I was wondering, I assume one of those two guys goes up there, although the Packers might be like, we don't want that Teddy B contract, just keep it. No, I think Bridgewater would back up and Locke would go in the trade, right? But who the hell knows? I, I just don't. I, I don't know. Well, I, can't, so, I was thinking about the one thing that came out of the interview is like, no, no, no. I love Jordan Love. It has nothing to do with that. Great. Which makes sense. You shouldn't be threatened by Jordan Love. Uh, no, I like the coach. It's fine. Like, OK, we thought maybe there could be something with the coach. Obviously, the way that playoff game ended with the Bucs, um, we could see there's a little animosity. But he says no. Tells Kenny Mayne no. It's the front office. He's completely pointing to the front office. It could. 
I mean, is this solved with one guy saying in the front office, all right, sorry, I'm an asshole. Let's, let's start from scratch here. Keep in mind, you've lost one division game in the last two years. You're going to go to the AFC West. You're going to lose once at least to the Chiefs. You're going to probably lose once to the Chargers. Who knows what goes on against the Ra- Raiders, right? Like, uh, you got the best record in the last two years out of any quarterback, out of any team with the Packers. I think they're 26, 27 and six or something. I can't really believe that he's walking away from this. I think they try to make it work. I still think they, he stays with the Packers. I'm probably wrong. Right. It, it, it depends, on, but I think that at the at the QB, this is uh, you know high end 21st century QB level. I do think that uh, Tom Brady probably talks to Aaron Rodgers yeah. on occasion, and Peyton Manning um, too. And Peyton Manning can make a case about like, boy, I know I at the time I didn't want to leave Indianapolis. You don't want to leave your comfort zone, but it ended up being the best thing to ever happen to me. And Tom Brady can probably sing a similar song about his last year down in Tampa. I would, I would uh, surmise after winning a Super Bowl, and um, a number of these examples now, like we mm. talked about a decade ago, it was LeBron and Dwayne, Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. I think Tom Brady, one of his maybe enduring legacies, is going to be doing this too. It's like, hey, at the player level. Why am I listening to you, GM? If it's not ideal for me, I'm going right. to punt and I'm going to form my own uh, player collective there. Um, I think that's why he would leave is because he probably yeah. hit what he perceives to be his peers or not you and me. It's it's Tom Brady and Peyton Manning and those guys going like, yeah, it's way better. You should do it. Do it. Yeah, yeah right. get out of there. Teach them a lesson. I think they like the notion of like, I'll stick it to you. And the other uh, ongoing hypothesis I have that I haven't heard anything. He can say he likes Jordan Love and thinks he's a good kid and he's talented and everything else. I also think that Aaron Rodgers in this poker game is thinking like, go ahead, put put Jordan Love on the field. Let's see what happens. I think he knows deep down like yeah, the Packers. Yeah. Well, well, whenever he leaves, whenever he leaves, there's gonna be there's gonna be lean years for sure. But uh, I don't know. Whatever. This seems petty. I think he's a little difficult to deal with this Aaron Rodgers. Uh, to be honest. Um, Julio Jones, I don't even know how much I'm allowed to speak of this because it happened on FS1. Julio Jones, we were told not to talk about it, but he was conference called. Really? Not conference call. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I'm going to talk about it. I don't care. It's news. Shannon Sharp hasn't deleted the tweet, so I'm going to talk about it. Shannon Sharp calls Julio Jones. Skip Bayless gets very excited about Julio Jones coming to the Cowboys because he wore a Cowboys sweatshirt or something. All right, Skip. I know. Big Cowboys fan. I don't know. Who, who, Michael Gallup, go, who goes? Like, there's no room on the field for Julio Jones. But great. Uh, let's find out. Sharp has a, a relationship with Julio Jones. Calls him on speakerphone, which is a no-no, during a live broadcast. Julio Jones doesn't apparently know that he's on and says, yeah, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. And they're whooping it up. Oh, my God, that's crazy. And now there's some fallout. And all the other shows are going to get in more trouble, including me, for talking about it than Shannon Sharp is going to get for actually calling him in a uh, two-party consent state, not having him on. But anyway, Julio Jones, they say, is eyeing the Titans. So that is, I, just to make sure I understand. Yeah, so you understand. The, the, the call is, in fact, surreptitious. Oh, and, yeah. And, and, the, and, and Julio now is saying, I mean, all he has to do is consent after the fact, right? No, it's live. What do you mean after the fact? It's all live. Doing it live. Yeah. But all Julio has to say is, I, I'm, I'm sorry, not after the fact sign a release, but he could say, 
No, no, I knew Shannon was going to put me on live. That's all he has to do, and it quells the whole thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, but it doesn't seem like that's the case. Uh, re so read Julio any of the is not willing to do <laughs> Oh, yeah, there's a problem with the NFLPA, the Falcons, and then the Falcons tweet out. Like the, 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 I, I don't know leverage-wise who this works out for, except that I'm probably going to be fired for talking about this for three minutes. But leverage-wise, <laughs> the Falcons kind of have to deal them now, or it's like a real thing. But his sights are set on the Titans. All right, I can understand that. Uh, although I'd hate for him to go there because of the Clay Travis thing. Or uh, or the Patriots. Do you want to end your career? He's 32, right? Going to be 33 this year. You want to end your career with the Patriots? Like if you think Cam Newton, who bounced past his way to miserable numbers last year, that's your quarterback? One of the worst offenses in the league? I guess they could play up the Mac Jones to Julio Jones thing, Alabama to Alabama, 15 years apart, whatever it is. but. I wouldn't choose the Patriots to end my career. Would you? If you're Julio? Two things. Well, no, I wouldn't, but we're fans. And I, I'll tell you, it really is a bummer that um, that this is the thing that you you learn. There are a lot of people, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of, uh, a lot of people over the years, Sal, mm. who work in sports media, who say like, oh, if you love sports, don't go into sports media because you'll right. learn to dislike it. And the guy, whatever, it's like, ah, you're a curmudgeon yourself. It's it's uh, uh, as delightful as it gets short of actually getting to play yourself. It's a lot uh, getting to play in the games yourself. Right. Um, but one thing that is a, a legit bummer is that there are some professional athletes who just really don't care about winning. They care mm -hmm. about how much money they're making. I'm not saying that's the case with Julio because the other thing that professional athletes all have almost to a man is outsized confidence in themselves and they see the glass half full like yeah i go up you put me with superman and that uh remade defense and bill belichick yeah we're gonna win the super bowl like he kind of thinks that probably too mm -hmm. um but also i i just think that on some level we're more like well how could you leave why would you not want to go to the buccaneers or the or the the team the beat right. in the conference like like ah i don't know it seems like i like cam newton he's my buddy it'd be fun to be on a team with him. I think it's kind of. Yeah, the, I guess the I, I just, I'm looking at it as the Aaron Rodgers situation. I know that shouldn't be the be all end all with the, all right, you're leaving a better situation. You're leaving the NFC North, which are arguably got worse. Aaron Rodgers and you know, Julio Jones, you're leaving Ridley. You're leaving Matt Ryan. You're leaving, um, you know, it, it, it's great. It's a gauge in the tight end pits, right? Like that's a great offense. Like the, it's not going to get much better. I guess. Long range, you think the team that beat you when you were up 28-3, if you could win a Super Bowl with the Patriots, that's a good F you to the Falcons. But, boy, that's a long way away, I think. You're not even maybe yeah, the we second see play, or third We see teams division. do that. Like, I agree. And the, well, it's the same thing, with as you say, with Aaron Rodgers. The, the situation in Denver is great given the weapons that he would have, and that's a good defense. The problem is is that you would drop him into a division with the Chiefs and the Rising Chargers, which right. is a nightmare. And right. like we say, too, the, the conference in general is a misery, is Aaron Rodgers. But again, the confidence of these guys is Aaron Rodgers probably thinks, like, if I go there and I win a Super Bowl, running sure. it through Denver in the late stages. Oh, I go down as the, you know, now I'm back in the conversation for best of all time for what that matters. Yeah, to him. His, but I do think you're coming off look an at MVP a picture, year. It's yeah, kind of like, sure. Oh, I'm closer to Shailene. I'm closer to Shailene. <laughs> and I like, you know, 
I'm transitioning in 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 my post playing career. I like Colorado. I you know yeah, I should just say that me. then. I know you can't level. just say that like I'm done with Green Bay, but that's probably it, right? I'm just done with Green Bay. That's I'm 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 guessing that's what is it. You can't say that, but Shailene I think is from Colorado, so that would make sense. By the way, can I tell you something very quickly? Is yeah. um what it reminded me of is this Julio thing. There was another high-profile 21st century wide receiver. It was uh, Odell Beckham. Mm -hmm. The day he had that scrum, the 60-minute-long scrum with Josh Norman uh, of the Panthers, if you remember that, in 2015, they uh, they were swinging at each other the whole game and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, at the time, I was doing a show with Ike Taylor and Maurice Jones-Drew. And we leave the set after the late afternoon games and we leave the set and we go into the green room where sitting, um, watching, getting ready for Sunday night football, whatever, are Deion Sanders, Willie McGinnis, and LaDainian Tomlinson. So imagine this collection of, I mean, high end, like, you know, uh, that collection of guys and Dave Damashek sitting in the room. (laughs) And now they're debating. What? Well, who was right and who was wrong in that head-to-head the whole game? And they're arguing and um, the, uh, legitimately getting like kind of hot about like that's you can't do that if you're Odell. Like, yeah, you have to do that if you're Odell. You can't take crap from the opponent. And Ike pulls out his cell phone. Boop, 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 boop. Next voice you hear, it's Odell Beckham on the line. Like, uh. hey, what's good, Odell? Hey, what's up on speakerphone? Now the guy in the eye of this storm, and it was a big one at the time, if you remember, yeah. is on the phone. And now all these guys, Deion Sanders playing uncle to, to, as he does to all the all the guys in the league, like, young fella, you gotta walk away. You can't get you can't get into all that kind of stuff. And now Willie McGinnis chiming in with like, that's not the way the Patriots win games. You cannot get swinging with guys. You can't get consumed with a head-to-head. It's about the team. And I Taylor saying, like, no, that's exactly what you have to do. That's, that's how the Steelers won games when mm. I was on the team, was you have to beat up physically and otherwise the guy directly in front of you. And if you do that 11 times over, you're going to win all your games. And Willie, like, that's why we beat you, because you did get consumed. Like, that's not true, Willie. And, like, they're back and forth. LaDainian Tomlinson. And the whole time I'm just running through my head thinking, like, I would be a millionaire if I could sell tickets to this. And two, maybe I should just go live with my cell phone and just not tell anybody right. surreptitiously putting this out to the world. I didn't. And instead, I don't know if you, I regret it or instead not. Instead, you it, steer the conversation towards a Pittsburgh Penguin somehow and Sid the kid and how he's being kept down. <laughs> <laughs> Young man, what are you talking about? <laughs> that's fun. That's a who great that's a great in? gathering. Who that's let this good. who who let this guy? Yeah, they well, yeah, they were all looking at me like, this is a great gathering. Yeah. This, look at all of us, all these guys with all our pro football success. Yeah. And uh Mr. Potbelly over. How do, <laughs> what's can we get him out of here, please? Please. It's, it's like almost it. almost famous. Um, can we trust this great. kid? Do you trust this kid who's writing down everything <laughs> we're saying there? No. Yeah. No, uh, you cannot. Oh, I don't know if you saw. This is the great. I've watched it like I'm not kidding. I, people say, oh, I watched it a hundred times. I think I've watched it like 40 or 50 times. Um, Brooks Kepka's reaction to Bryson DeChambeau off camera talking and walking behind them. It was so fun. It's so funny. It's so damn good. I like them both, but now I guess I have to choose between the two and everyone's choosing Brooks over you do? Bryson. I think you do. What do you mean? I do what? Have to choose or like them both? You like both guys? I do. Yeah. I like betting you on both. You enjoy them both? <laughs> what do you mean? What, what's, uh, uh, I like betting on them. I like watching them. I, I get frustrated. Deshambeau, he doesn't care about hitting a fairway if he could hit it 
you know, blasted 50 yards past into the, into the thick green stuff. Um, that that's annoying after a while, but for some tournaments that, that bodes well for betting on them, but Kapka just cannot stand them. I know it stems from slow play, uh, you know, Bryson's tactics. Bryson also made fun of Kepka's physique at some point last year. So this, but this is what we need. We need rivalries in golf and they should have set this up, Joel. But instead you're saying there's a July 6th. What is this? Uh, the match, the very popular, uh, right. the match it's returning. It's, it's, it, you called it the other day, year of the old guys, Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady teaming up to, uh, take on Bryson DeChambeau and Aaron Rodgers in, uh, in big sky, Montana, where you wow. have a house. Right. July 6th. Well, that'll be fun. I always like those and I'll bet and I'll lose for sure. Whichever team I bet on, but, uh, Oh, we got to get Kepka in, in there. Forget about Mickelson Brady. Kepka Brady against Rogers DeChambeau. Holy shit, that would be phenomenal. They can't change that, Joel. See if they could change that. Look into that. Uh, and well, we talk Tom about Bra Tom Brady already made a, a wisecrack about uh, Aaron Rodgers not going for it. So he's interesting, uh, really. Yeah, I think that Brady gets in there. That's fun. I like it. It's it's. But it 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 skews more cute to me. It goes back to what we we're talking about: mayors making bets uh, with with some some uh, mayors of East real weight to them. Yeah, I'm, that's the one. That yeah. like it would be way better if it was if you want in this thing. Tom Brady, Rogers, Brooke, uh, Brooks, and uh, Bryson. You want in on this? Three million dollars each. Now yeah. that, that that's the buy in. That's why it's interesting when people are playing high stakes poker in movies and otherwise, when you watch the sting, like, oh, whoa, 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 that's a heavy bet there. Like, what? Yeah, pay that man his money. You care because of, of the stakes that you know they have in it. Let's, I like it, but I, as soon as they it. put PayPal or, um, you know, uh, Popeye's chicken on their shirt, you know, it's being funded. So uh, if there's a way to avoid, uh, you know what I'm saying? The endorsements uh, picking up the tab here. I, it's just so hard to. Yes. Like you Venmo me three million dollars. What about you UV Bonetta? <laughs> what about what? UV Bonetta in a par three? Oh. Uh, nine holes. She gets the play from uh, the tees up front. Would you kill her in, in, uh, well, in we golf? Play, you guys play a fair we amount. We play most and Thursdays, and uh, it's I have to say it's pretty, it's pretty even. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty even. Oh, sad please! To say. How yeah. about this? Let's She's do good. this. Yeah, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars each. <laughs> yeah. two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a piece. That's it. Winner takes all. That's it. Sid Nothing, Crosby. No. No. Oh. Okay, you can but you get you can have Romo. She can have Jalen Smith, and we'll go from there. <laughs> all right, we'll settle all hash on that day. I'll set it up with her people. Uh, anyway, if you haven't, I seen mean, that. you would you talk about the curse of Sposta. If you did this and you lost two hundred fifty thousand dollars to Bonetta, how about instead of two hundred fifty thousand dollars, you got to you you have to your punishment would be you have to drink a thing of ranch dressing in oh, ten man. minutes after. I, I, I can't even look lose. at the bottle now with the, such disgust now. But you know, no, I'm not putting my golf skills up against the, anyone for any amount of money. Just awful. But check uh, out that video. Check out that, that Kepka video with uh, oh, Bryson yeah, if great. you haven't. It's really, really freaking funny. Um, all right, Joel. It is, Jim. It is funny. Yeah, I just don't. Okay, go ahead. No, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, let's set that up, though. I like that. The, the salad dressing tournament. All right. That's a good idea. 
maybe Hidden Valley can even sponsor. Ooh. For us. I'm going to call my shot here before before Joel goes. I think Joel's idea, Joel's going to like our mm-hmm. combined effort to uh, to create some real stakes. Like you don't get to ride the su- the subway shut down <laughs> for 24 hours. That's the way to do loses. it. Is now. That would be a punishment. That's great. Really good. All right, Joel, what is the best point, the best extra point made? And Jim's going to give us the worst. Uh, Dave had a lot of good points today. It's hard to pick just one. And at the risk of starting another 20-minute conversation, I'm going to go with Dave's point. I don't care at all that Wayne Gretzky is joining the TNT team. I'd rather have Paulina Gretzky. Shame the devil. (laughs) Who cares? The guy played 20 years ago. I, I could care less. Wayne Gretzky doesn't move the needle for me at all. Okay. All right. Jim, I need to hear some negative stuff from you. Dig, dig deep. Speaking of careless, this whole Shay- Shailene Woodley thing, I really don't care. And it was 10 minutes of the show. So, oh, okay. I think I may have st- steered us in the wrong direction there. I'm not sure. I'm not, I don't want to speak out of turn and say they were dating. He was that. Uh, no, he was telling was dating. It's Dave. Yeah. Oh, it's Dave that did it. Okay. <laughs> You know, here's something I could care less about is people who say who use the phrase couldn't care less and say I could care less. I could care less about that. But sorry, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Please say you couldn't care less. Yeah, you could care less. There's a lot of range underneath there. Very quickly before we go, Sal, (laughs) I need a pick me up. I'm very nervous. I need a distraction. Let's do it here. We play it on minus three. I want to throw it at you very quickly. Now it's time for a quick hitting round of NHL player prescription drug. You ready? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. This is it. Now, a you lot understand, of names McKin- in the NHL. You, oh, you opened this up to another round of uh, good point, bad point, extra point, you know, if, we, if we're speaking further. But you're, you're talking about r- you're risking something here. I mean, Jim might have another what bad point risking? here. Well, Jim might have another bad point based on however long this goes. But go ahead. Let's see it. I think I could do this. Oh, you know what? You know what, Sal? Yeah. I'll get over it. <laughs> um, all right, here we go. NHL player or prescription drug. Yep. Osteto. Osteto. Is that an NHL player or a prescription drug? Sal, you go first. Osteto. Can you spell it for me? Or are you just saying? No, it? I cannot. You can't. I'm not going to say it for you. Can that you tell me Osteto. what letter it starts with? Is it an O or an A? It starts with an A. That's a player then. Had you said it started with an O, that would have been a drug, but it starts with an A. Joel and Jim, Joel and Jim, real quick, player or drug? I I need Jim's answer first. Player. All right. I mean, just say it. Jim says player. Joel. Okay, here we go. Player. All right. Osteto is a prescription drug that treats Huntington's disease. Real, uh, Real quick. Rupa hints. Rupa hints. That's a player. That's yeah. for sure a player. Player. Uh, I think it's a person. I took that for my sciatica. Oh, my God. Rupa hints is a forward for the Dallas Stars. See, it's a fun game we play. I it know. is good. You should check it out. Lots of fun. I bet if you dug real deep and maybe not on the current rosters, but you could find one that satisfied both. That was both a prescription drug <laughs> and a player. Probably not in the league now, but I bet if you think back, you know, someone was a, a drug was named after this player's grandfather or something. Maybe. Jean-Pap Zeljan. He's <laughs> a, a, a 
<laughs> yes, that's the cure. Zeljans, yeah. yeah. Claude Zeljans. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, you have minus three. You did it on Tuesday. You have another one coming up tomorrow, I believe. Yes. Right? Yeah. Uh, we have great. Uh, yeah, I had a great conversation with uh, Tyler Dunn from Go Long. He does a lot of long form pieces. You can uh, sign up for his um, for his work, but uh, good conversation on all things AFC East and um, some uh, express some concern. We we have fully left the station that Josh Allen is ready to go and that's the team to beat. But he did raise some interesting uh, concerns around Josh Allen. And, you know, he's coming mm. up on that contract like all those 2018 first round QBs are now. Um, and whether or not that could be their downfall as everybody kind of kisses them into the top spot. Uh, four months before kickoff here, maybe some concern for the Bills as the Dolphins rise up and the Patriots revise go. the look of their team and so on. So good times. Check that one out, and then we'll hear from uh, Hench. I'm sure he'll be in a great mood after the Celtics game. Yeah, uh, against all odds coming up tomorrow. Talking with the degenerate trifecta, 3-1 and one in our race to 10 bets on Tuesday. That's a lot of fun. Betting Academy, Perk is threatened to go off today. Right. He's with Gina Paradiso. Lots of NBA playoff uh, action. Talk about lemon pepper parlay as well. And laugh lines was fun. Check it out. Jen Piacente. Go to extrapoints.com. She has picks. Martin Weiss has picks. The trifecta has picks. And a reminder to everyone out there, even though you may feel like underdogs, please remember you're all my favorites. (laughs) 